school with literary ambitions and moved north to study English literature at UC Berkeley. I remember someone mentioning a famous restaurant in town during my freshman orientation, but the idea of dining there never occurred to me. The only restaurants I'd ever eaten at were the Persian kebab places in Orange County my family trekked to each weekend, the local pizza joint, and fish taco stands at the beach. There were no famous restaurants in San Diego. Then I fell in love with Johnny, a rosy-cheeked, sparkly-eyed poet who introduced me to the culinary delights of his native San Francisco. He took me to his favorite taqueria where he taught me how to construct an order for the perfect mission burrito. Together, we tasted baby coconut and mango ice creams at Mitchell's. We'd sneak up the stairs of Coit Tower late at night to eat our slices of Golden Boy pizza, watching the city twinkle below. Johnny had always wanted to dine at Chez Panisse, but had never had the chance. It turned out that the famous restaurant I'd once heard about was an American institution. We saved up for seven months and navigated a labyrinthine reservation system to secure a table. When the day finally arrived, we went to the bank and exchanged the shoebox of quarters and dollar bills for two crisp hundred dollar bills and two twenties, dressed up in our nicest outfits, and zoomed over in his classic convertible VW Beetle, ready to eat. The meal, of course, was spectacular. We ate friseo lardon, halibut in broth, and guinea hen with tiny chanterelle mushrooms. I'd never eaten any of those things before. Dessert was chocolate souffle. When the server brought it to us, she showed me how to poke a hole in the top with my dessert spoon and then pour in the accompanying raspberry sauce. She watched me take my first bite and I ecstatically told her it tasted like a warm chocolate cloud. The only thing, in fact, that I could imagine might improve the experience was a glass of cold milk. What I didn't know, because I was inexperienced in the ways of fancy food, was that for many gourmands, the thought of consuming milk after breakfast is childish at best, revolting at worst. But I was naive, though I still contend that there's nothing like a glass of cold milk with a warm brownie at any time of day or night. And in that naivete, she saw sweetness. The server returned a few minutes later with a glass of cold milk and two glasses of dessert wine, the refined accompaniment to our souffle. And so began my professional culinary education. Shortly afterward, I wrote a letter to Alice Waters, Chez legendary owner and chef, detailing our dreamy dinner. Inspired, I asked for a job bussing tables. I'd never considered restaurant work before, but I wanted to be a part of the magic I'd experienced at Chez that night, even in the smallest way. When I took the letter to the restaurant along with my resume, I was led into the office and introduced to the floor manager. We instantly recognized each other. She was the woman who'd brought us the milk and dessert wine. After reading my letter, she hired me on the spot. She asked if I could return the next day for a training shift. During that shift, I was led through the kitchen into the downstairs dining room, where my first task was to vacuum the floors. The sheer beauty of the kitchen, filled with baskets of ripe figs and lined with gleaming copper walls, mesmerized me. Immediately, I fell under the spell of the cooks in spotless white chef coats, moving with grace and efficiency as they worked. A few weeks later, I was begging the chefs to let me volunteer in the kitchen. Once I convinced the chefs that my interest in cooking was more than just a dalliance, I was given a kitchen internship and gave up my job as a busser. I cooked all day, and at night I fell asleep reading cookbooks, 
dreaming of Marcella Hazan's bolognese sauce and Paula Wolfert's hand-rolled couscous. Since the menu at Chez Panisse changes daily, each kitchen shift begins with a menu meeting. The cooks sit down with the chef, who details his or her vision for each dish while everyone shells peas or peels garlic. He might talk about his inspiration for the meal, a trip to the coast of Spain, or a story he'd read in the New Yorker years ago. She might even detail a few specifics, a particular herb to use, a precise way to slice the carrots, a sketch of the final plate on the back of a scrap of paper before assigning a dish to each cook. As an intern, sitting in on menu meetings was inspiring and terror-inducing in equal measure. Gourmet Magazine had just named Chez Panisse the best restaurant in the country, and I was surrounded by some of the best cooks in the world. Just hearing them talk about food was enormously educational. Dobe Provençal, Moroccan tagine, calçots con romesco, cassoulet toulousien, abacchio alla romana, maiale al latte.